1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. All right, set us up for the rest of summertime. What's the real estate market looking like? It's been good. We're finally able to compare apples to apples. And, you know, last June was a pretty typical June after we had uh, a couple of really slow months. And this year, we're starting to settle into the the typical pattern, the annual pattern. And, you know, in June last year, we had 1,463 sales. This June, we've had about 1,800. Now, these are unofficial numbers. The official numbers will come out on Monday or Tuesday, and it'll be great uh, to see how the rest of Toronto did. But York Region was very strong and, again, a very typical June market for York Region, so that's great to see. That is good news. Now, what do you anticipate for July and August? I believe July and August will also be typical. We'll we'll start to see, you know, July starts to tail off a little bit compared to June, and then August should be a little bit quieter. Now, we have to remember everyone's getting vaccinated, everyone's excited with the reopening, and and people want to go and see places. They want to visit people. They want to travel. And, you know, whether it's within our country or if they're able to go abroad, I think we're going to see August return to normal where people take time off. They travel just before school gets started and uh, the craziness begins again. And what are you seeing specifically in your office in regards to York Region? It's really active. I mean, York Region, we're so low on inventory, Tina. Last year, we're at 200 units less than last year. And last year in June, we had very limited inventory. So the concern is York Region's pricing is going to continue to go up because of the bidding wars and multiple offers because there's still a lot of demand for York Region. Once the borders open up, demand is going to be through the roof in York Region because people want York Region for the schools, the larger lots, the communities, the family-oriented areas. And York Region is always a, a target for foreign buyers that are, are moving to Canada. So we're going to have a huge inventory crunch as we move forward. And, you know, by July, August, September, you're going to start to see that uh, the inventory problem is it's just going to be under the microscope because there's not going to be anything for people to buy. Now, there were some headlines earlier in the week about uh, the real estate market cooling. You're not finding that then? What they're saying is that I think what they're looking at is May numbers compared to June numbers. So in May, we had just over 2,000 sales. We had almost 2,200 sales. And in June, we'll finish at about 1,800 sales for York Region. So if you're comparing it to May, yes, it has cooled off a bit, but that's typical. That's a that's the typical progression of the month as we go through the calendar year. You're going to have a slower January, February. You're going to have a busier March, April, May. And then from June onwards, it starts to tail off until September and then picks up a little bit in September and October and then starts to tail off for Christmas time midway through November. So that is a typical 
market. And what we're seeing now is just that. It's a typical market. So it's not that it's cooling off. If you compare it to last June, we're still busier. But if, you, if you're going to compare it to May, you're not really comparing apples to apples. And then you actually can say that it's cooled down. Now, over the last few weeks and months, you've spoken here on this show about bidding wars. Are those continuing? They are. And what we're seeing now is people aren't putting offer dates because it's scaring buyers away. You've got a lot of buyer fatigue. So when they see the multiple offer date, they just back away and say, forget it. Let's focus on something else. So you're not seeing the offer dates. But what's happening is if you don't put an offer date on the first day, you're probably going to get two or three offers or four offers anyway. And it's turning into a bidding war, even though people are not holding off for offers. So you're still seeing that. And again, that comes down to inventory. If we have less inventory than last year, we're, we're going to see these multiple offers. We're going to have bidding wars. And you know, people will continue to pay a little bit extra to get the home of their dreams. And are your buyers, your clients, primarily on the market for a condo, a single-family home, uh, a new build, a resale? What are they looking for out there? It's basically resale homes and it's single-family homes right now. That's predominantly what people want. The condo traffic is coming back, and there's a lot of investors flocking to the condo market as well right now because Airbnbs will be back in. You've got the student rental market coming back in. So condos right now are a lot hotter than they were last year at this time. Single-family homes are the dominant uh, you know, aspect of what's happening in the market, what people want in the market right now, and that's what people are looking for. And townhouses, semis, they're still in the mix, but it's the detached home that seems to be what people want right now. And you said the condos are coming back. And are you talking about condos in 905 or in the 416? In the 416. The 905 condos did not really take any type of hit. Uh, you know, in, in the core, you've got all the universities in the city core. You've got the universities, you've got the Airbnb, the travel, and that was drive. that was the driving force between owning a condo. You could rent it out for a lot of money. And when people started to leave that space, the students left, Airbnb shut down, you had a lot of people selling their condos just to get their money out of them. But now you're starting to see people get back into the condo market and get set up for what's going to be surely a really busy fall season. All right. After the break, an update on key living and how to build real estate equity. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. On the Market is back. I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. Over to my co-host, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties with today's guest. Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us is the former president of the Toronto Real Estate Board and currently VP of Business Development at Key Living, Mark McLean. Mark, welcome back. Thanks for having me again. Mark, we get a lot of questions, especially from the millennials and a lot of parents wondering, what their children will be able to afford in the Toronto real estate market. And your tagline for Key Living is real estate for all. Tell us a little bit about Key Living. Yeah, thank you. Well, you know, we've been at it for um, over two years now. We've really been refining our model 
um, and just making it better by the day. Uh, we are essentially a co-ownership or co-equity model. And what that means is that we go out and we, we basically buy condominiums in the downtown core using long-term capital. And then we allow owner residents, um, whoever wants to live in the downtown core, an opportunity to get in at the lowest level, 2.5% of the value of the condo. So imagine, you know, $600,000 condo costs you $15,000 to get in. And the monthly payments are basically geared to market rent, but they're slightly reduced. They include taxes and maintenance fee. What's really nice about it is that as you you can basically build equity at your own pace, and when you put more money into the system, you're basically reducing our ownership, increasing your ownership, and also reducing your monthly payment. So it's a very kind of flexible model. And what's great, since we own the 97.5% at the beginning, there's no mortgage. So you have, you have all the benefits of owning in that you've got the secure tenure, um, you've got an equity position in the market, but you also have that freedom and flexibility of renting in that there's no uh, giant debt that you would have normally like you would have in a mortgage, and you can leave at any time, and there's no buy-sell costs involved. So, Mark, you said that you launched this program just over two years ago. What have you noticed during that time? What's changed in the condo market? Well, you know, it's really interesting. Obviously, uh, you know, when I was president, I used to talk about the value of owning a home, right? And I used to you know, say that it not just is owning a home about uh, building equity and having four savings, but what we know about people who own is that they're healthier and they're happier. And the challenge is, obviously, with, um, you know, people, I, I would, people would ask me, well, what happens if I can't afford to live in Toronto? I'd say, well, you get in your car and you drive till you qualify, right? Drive out of the city until your money would buy you something. Hmm. Obviously, prices have come down a tiny bit, but the, the challenges of still getting in are still quite real. In fact, so many people that I talk to just, you know, they, they make good money, or they don't have, but they don't have a big enough deposit, or maybe they're self-employed and they don't qualify for a mortgage. So there's still a ton of people who are really struggling to get into the market. And Key offers them just such a great opportunity. And uh, what I found is most of the people, not most, some of the people that have come into the mall actually have more than the 2.5%. These are people who just, for whatever reason, didn't qualify for a mortgage or they didn't qualify for enough mortgage to buy what they wanted. And Mark, if you would share some of the success stories for some of your clients, uh, I know with the two and a half percent down, a lot of people do have that saved up. I mean, that's less than sometimes closing costs uh, on a home oh, yeah. that you purchase. But uh, take yeah. us through a couple of scenarios that our audience can relate to on what people have been able to get into in terms of ownership, and what does that look like moving forward. Yeah, for sure. So what was really cool was you know, we launched our first uh, 18 suites back in December 2020. Um, and I kept saying, well, being sort of in charge of the sales, uh, thinking, gosh, you know, I've got, you know, 18 units to move two weeks before Christmas of a pandemic. I've got my work cut out for me. But actually, you know, there was a bit of a sort of lead up. But as soon as January hit, it was just boom, 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 sales. We sold them all out very, very quickly. And, and what, uh, you know, you, a couple of ones that really stick out for me, uh, there was a lady who um, who wanted to, as she said, I want to start adulting, so it's time for me to go out and <laughs> get a mortgage. <laughs> um, and so she went to uh, the bank and got approved for you know $380,000. And she said, you know, I can't buy anything for $380,000. So she decided she moved home, she kept saving, 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 and then after a year she went back to the bank and they said, sure, we can give you four twenty five. And honestly, you said, I can't, I can't live in anything. I can't live in, in a condo that's $425,000. She's giving up. She gave up a 
seven or eight hundred square foot rental to live in a four hundred and fifty square foot box. Uh, it didn't make any sense. And for us to be able to say to her, look at for less money, we can put you in a seven hundred square foot, you know, six hundred thousand dollar plus condo that cost you fifteen thousand dollars. So I mean, she was just literally in tears, thinking that she would never get into ownership. But I had another really great story, which was a university professor. Canadian, living in California, working in a university, decided to pack it in, come back to Canada, start his own gig, sold his house in California, came back with hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then went out to look for a house. And of course, without a job, he couldn't get a mortgage. So he said, okay, fine, you know what, I'll, I'll rent for a while and get established. And even on the rental side of it, uh, the landlords were saying, well, you know, you don't qualify because you don't have a mortgage. And the agent has said, you know, sometimes if you pay them a year in advance, you know, you can get you can get in. And he said, you know, I can do that because I have the money, but why do I have to? And the agent introduced him to Key, and within, you know, 24 hours, he had bought a beautiful $600,000-plus condo um, just off of Queen West, corner unit, floor-to-ceiling glass, uh, windows, and I think he was paying, he was paying his own residence. He's around $2,100. So he's, he's so happy, and instead of putting in... Um, that fifteen or sixteen thousand dollars that he had to put in, he's actually going to put in like fifty thousand dollars, and he's going to drive down his monthly payment. So it helped him save even further. So you know, great. We're seeing a lot of stories like that. Um, you know, teachers, uh, uh, even a nurse. Uh, I think one or two nurses. And quite frankly, what the pandemic has shown us is that the people that we need in the city the most are often the ones that are locked out because prices are just out of control. So can a buyer use their RSP for a contribution or for their down payment? Yes, they can. Yeah, we've actually done a ton of work with uh, uh, the federal government, the provincial government, even the municipal government on, you know, just uh, on the tax structure and how our model is really going to work. And, uh, yes, you can use your RSPs. And because this is a principal residence, you can actually, any money that you make uh, is tax-free. So this is a great situation where, you know, you put in your $15,000, let's say, and the market goes up 10%, your 15000 is also going up 10%. And that's essentially how our model works. That's amazing. And I know Tino sitting back thinking, I wonder when Asif's going to start adulting. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but when, you're, when you're looking at this model, it's almost like a rent-to-own, and we get so many questions mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do you have any rent-to-own properties? Mm-hmm. And that's almost what this sounds like. What's the what's the other side of that equation look like? In if someone wants to get out of this property after a year, or two years, or five years, what right. does that look like? So you know, we often get compared to this rent-to-own thing because this is really what has been. It's been around for a long time, so it's sort of like everyone knows about rent-to-own. But here's the, the difference, and I think we're almost the opposite of that, because in a typical rent-to-own, if the market rent is $2,000, you're paying $2,500. And that $500 is going towards saving up for that 5% deposit. So you don't own anything until that 5% is earned through saving, right? Okay. And it's at that point that you have to go and get a mortgage and get CMHC finance, uh, CMHC insurance, uh, to cover that loan, uh, and it's at that point. So that could take five years, right? And a lot can happen in five years where, you know, you might say after two, well, this isn't going to work for my family. I need a bigger space. How do I, you know, then I have to get out of it. And there's usually a penalties or there's something that will kind of tie you down a little bit or, or cost you money. In our model, you're putting in half as much right away 
but you're, you are an owner right away. And that, I think, is the fundamental difference. The other thing is that in our model, you're not tied into anything. If you want to stay 60 days, you can stay 60 days. If you want to stay 20 years, you can stay 20 years. You are not tied in. I think fundamentally people will use our model to, let's say, start from that $15,000 and build equity over the next three or four years where they now have forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. They'll leave our system, and then they'll go out and buy in a traditional manner where they can really supercharge their savings by leveraging debt through a mortgage. And how does the process even start? So where does a buyer find the building mm-hmm. or a suite? Yeah, so basically what we do is we own, we're going out and buying uh, units that, um, that meet our requirements. So right now we have, uh, we have 18 suites in three buildings. We are going to be buying more. That's coming out in the next 45 days, 45 to 60 days. We'll have another batch of units in those buildings. <clears throat> They're previously owned by a portfolio. Uh, so we're buying them and then we'll be relaunching our, our next round of sales. Um, and so we actually already have the suite. So what would happen is someone would contact us. We would, they would say, I want a one bedroom. I'd show them all the one bedrooms. They would pick a one bedroom and they would just go through a very simple, um, a credit application. You know, the reality is if you want to buy a $600,000 condo in Toronto, you have to be making household income of around $125,000 a year. Under our model, it's less than $70,000 a year. So it's, there's a, a little a difference in how our, our financing works because we can have a little bit higher uh, debt ratios involved. Um, but, yeah, it's very, very simple. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that we're going to have our new suites uh, uh, very soon. In fact, we our, our first set of suites was so successful, sold out so quickly that we thought, okay, well, we better start uh, a bit of a waiting list. And that waiting list currently is at 1,500 people. <laughs> so uh, it's getting pretty good. But, you know, the idea, as we know, behind waiting lists is, you know, people are less serious when their numbers come up. So it's about getting those people from that, that you know, 1,500 down to three or 400. And then the people that are really interested are actually going through an application process. So they'll be at the top of the line sort of thing. That's awesome. And, and so do you have opportunities yeah. for investors as well to come in and possibly purchase some of these units with key living or for key living and be able Yeah, so, to... I mean, it definitely gets a, a lot of those questions. I said, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, people say, well, I want to buy a unit and rent it out. So our model doesn't allow you to do that because really what we're trying to do is solve accessibility and affordability issues in, in Toronto, right? But what you can do is be a passive investor, meaning that you can invest as much as little as $500 to sky's the limit. And your money goes into the common pool, which will be used to buy more suites. Um, you will get um, you'll get the same uh, terms and conditions that we're giving pension funds, wealth sovereign funds, endowment funds of the world. Uh, but you don't have to worry about getting a mortgage. You don't have to worry about uh, vacancies. You don't have to worry about finding tenants, qualifying tenants, looking after maintenance because we do it all. So it's a great opportunity. We'll be able we'll be launching that uh, mid July. And Mark, what do you want to say to those listeners who may be thinking, you know, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. What do you say to them? You know, it's so funny. I was literally on a call about an hour ago where someone said, this sounds too good to be true, and it's something that we do get all the time. You know, I think that the, the reality is is that we, are such, we have such a mindset of buying or selling, or buying or renting. And if you want to live in the city, those are your only two choices. And, you know, what we've done is created an opportunity where long-term capital can invest in a very stable real estate environment uh, and leave their money in and just let it, let it ride. So we've created this, this entity 
that allows that money to grow with the market um, and, and giving other people that opportunity to get into. It's very transparent. Everything that we do has, um, has been well thought out. Uh, we've had it looked at and scrutinized a million ways. We think that we've got one of the best products out there. Um, and, and, you know, what we're seeing in the market is technology-driven companies trying to come to the rescue of people who have been locked out of the market, and that's so many people. And if you look at the United States, there's literally billions of dollars being spent in this particular segment, prop tech segment, where they're trying to help people get into the, get into the market through various ways, whether it's, by, uh, you know, whether it's rent-to-own or co-equity uh, type, type model. So, you know, I think that it's something that we're going to see a lot more of. We just happen to be the first uh, in Canada. And what a great way for parents that are out there thinking, you know what, maybe I'll put away twenty or $40,000 for mm-hmm. my children and be a passive investor now and help yeah. purchase some of these units because by the time their kids turn 18 or 19 or 20 and they're looking to purchase a space, now all of a sudden they have something that they can hand off to them, which is going to be mm-hmm. worth a lot more money. Well, absolutely. And I, I mean, I, I'm a classic example of that because I have two kids and I love them dearly, but I don't want them to live with me forever. So this is a great opportunity for me to get to that point where I can basically put my money in the market today and have it work for me until such time that they're ready to convert those into um, into their own places. So um, so they'll be able to, to do that. And, and ultimately, you know, the, the plan for us is to build our own condo buildings. That is, you know, probably five years down the road. We want to expand to other cities. We've been, uh, we have a team, uh, part of our team is actually in Vancouver right now, uh, looking at some opportunities out there. So uh, this is ultimately very scalable. And, you know, we've, we've filed these two patents. One is this ability to, add more equity and reduce your monthly payment. But the other uh, patent is about uh, mobility. So being able to move between units in a building if you wanted to. If you're started a bachelor and you want to move up to one bedroom in a den, you could do so very easily provided you have the equity and then eventually move to other buildings. And then as we scale, you can move into other cities just at the click of a button. That's awesome. You know what? This was really exciting when we first heard about it from you about two years ago, and it's even more exciting now that we're actually seeing it come to fruition. So congratulations. If people want to learn more about Key Living, how can they find more information? Yeah, so uh, we have our website, Life at Key. That's L-I-F-E-A-T-K-E-Y dot com, and I'm Mark at Life at Key. So uh, Life at Key dot com, very easy. You find us everywhere. We're also on Instagram, uh, Life at Key, and we're on LinkedIn, and we're on Facebook. We're all over the place. And you're a TikTok star. And I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, budding, <laughs> I'm a budding TikTok star. I learned it, what I learned from everything my 12-year-old daughter taught me. So. That's awesome, Mark. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing the news, and we look forward yeah. to uh, updates. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to give you my updates as they come. That's terrific news. Thanks so much. When we come back, your questions and the hot listing. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for listener questions, and we start with Lisa in Thornhill. 
She wants to know if a home inspection can ever be waived. She's worried that when you are competing with other buyers, the fewer conditions, the better. Asif, what's your advice on this one? She's right. And, you know, the fewer conditions, the better in order to get your offer pushed through. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you want to waive conditions. Uh, you could always get stuff done beforehand. So if you're thinking about doing a home inspection, you can do a home inspection before the offer date so that you still have peace of mind. And same thing with financing. You can always get in there and have your bank take a look at all the paperwork and the property and get pre-approved prior to the offer date. So you don't necessarily have to forego a home inspection. You can always pay for one and have it done before the offer date so that you have peace of mind. And quite often, agents will do a pre-inspection and have it ready for you to see. So you can go through the summary, see if there's any major problems with the property, and decide on what you want to offer. And let's go through some of those items that might be in a home inspection. What is a home inspector looking for? The home inspector is basically looking for foundation problems. They're looking for, you know, insulation problems in the attic that may show that uh, animals have gotten in. You're looking at the windows, the roof, basically the, the mechanical and electrical aspects of that property. And if those are decent, all of the other stuff is cosmetic and can be taken care of later. You want to also look at the furnace, just more for peace of mind and knowing what the state of that furnace is. Even if that furnace is older, it may be maintained every year and be operating great. But you just want to know uh, so that you go in with the knowledge of everything that's happening in that property so that if something happens after you move in, you can deal with it properly. Now, what about those agents that say we're holding off on offers? You still have a period of time before that time that you can ask for a home inspection and pay for a home inspection on your own? Yeah, and and that happens a lot. And it's going to cost you, you know, $400 or $500 to get the inspection done beforehand. And there's no guarantee that you're actually going to get that home. But it's like insurance. It's it's peace of mind. And if you want to do that, you just get your realtor to book an appointment. Uh, the sellers obviously have to cooperate to let people in to do that. But it is pretty common. But what we also find is a lot of the good agents will do a pre-inspection, which is a home inspection done prior to the sale or prior to the listing. And they'll have that available for all buyers to take a look at so that, uh, you know, they're they're going in knowing what needs to be done. And a lot of times the sellers will use that pre-inspection to fix problems that may come up during the inspection before the property even goes on the market. Okay, our next question comes from Thomas and Markham. His lender, the bank of mom and dad, is helping with his home purchase, but he wants to make sure his parents are protected. How can he do that? Again, another great question, and this is something that we're seeing a lot. There's a lot of ways that your parents can get uh, be protected by lending you money and having that money secured. So they can actually put a lien on the property or a second mortgage on the property. You can sign a promissory note for how much money that you're borrowing, and the t- repayment terms can be in there as well. So there's lots of different ways. You'd want to talk to a lawyer 
Uh, some parents may even own a share of the property, so they may go on title with you to protect their interest in the property. So there's lots of ways to do it, and a lawyer would be able to advise the best possible way. The other thing you have to keep in mind is you need to keep your lender in the loop because some banks will not allow a second mortgage on a property or liens on the property, so you may have to choose a different way. So there are options if, again, the bank doesn't want you to go that route? There is. You can always do a promissory note or an agreement between the two parties, uh, maybe even uh, you know, have a lien registered on the property. After the fact, if the bank allows that, you just have to check your mortgage document to make sure what is allowed and what is not. You don't want to do something and then have the bank come back and say you've defaulted on some terms of your mortgage. As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners have more questions and prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? They can always call call me at uh, 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Time now for the On the Market Hot Listing. Asif, over to you. Let's go to Aurora, and uh, we're going to Bayview and Wellington. Just north of Wellington, off of Bayview, there's a little pocket that has a fabulous community in it, and this semi, it's a three-bedroom semi, and it's gorgeous. It's got new flooring, finished basement, it's got great storage and a workshop in the basement as well, beautiful backyard with a gazebo, nice and private, three bedrooms, three bathrooms, and this place is going to be a showstopper. It's also right across from a pond that freezes in the winter and the kids can play hockey on it, but it's just very serene, quiet little pocket, and uh, a great area to be in for transit, uh, for accessibility to the 404, even over to the 400. I can't say enough about this property, and it is coming soon, and it's going to be eight ninety nine, Tina. So one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. Three-bedroom, three-bathroom, across from a pond, finished basement, gorgeous backyard. The kitchen's been redone. The flooring in the entire house has been redone, and it's going to be marketed at eight ninety nine. It's at Bayview and Wellington. And for more information, you can call me directly at 416-985-CON. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of On the Market, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.